Hello, I am your host, Randy Andrews. Today on Q Perception, you'll hear a cue from the animated film Project Echo. This is an anime from the early 1980s, and I was obsessed with some reason for this film because of the high quality of animation, some of the excellent action, and how the anime just played out. This takes me back, and you'll hear a brief story to go with it. I have to say that anime is a large part of my growing up years. I became familiar with it when I was probably 14 and never got over the fantastic animation style that Japan has and the intricate work that is supplied through anime. The first place I actually began watching anime was Saturday morning anime on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was glorious. There were so many animes I'd never seen and it took me away to places I'd never been. One that stood out to me, and still does, is the simple Project Echo. This anime takes you by surprise because there are hidden wonders to the show that you can't understand from the first film. There are four in sequence total, but for me it will always be the first. It's a work that surpasses Disney, an animation checker said with a nervous laugh. Some say it's the single biggest achievement ever. Toward the end of the 30 minutes, several animators or editors of anime magazines were asked to turn what they thought of the project at that point. None had seen it and were clearly at a loss for words. Here was the debut feature from a comparatively small unknown studio known as Another Pushpin Planning that took in giant robots, a love triangle between three female high school students, alien invaders, superpowers, slapstick comedy, bubblegum pop music, and scenes of citywide destruction. The project had begun life as an episode of Cream Lemon, an infamous softcore adult anime series, before the director, Kasuhiko, Nishijima decided to rework it as something less salacious. It was a heady mix alright. Who knew how it would turn out? What nobody outside the studio could have counted on, however, is how much enthusiasm the APPP's animators would bring to Project Echo. It's completely bonkers, but you can feel the energy humming from just about every scene. The detail to the spaceships, the animated fights taking place in air and on the ground, the world building, the superhero feel as well as the amazing homage, and tongue-in-cheek feel to the mechs of the world blew my mind. The cue I've chosen is called Spaceship in the Dark. It's one of synth explosion and also hard rock of the 80s that exists deeply in my brain. I love the action of this cue and how it stands out in the anime as a central space for our lead characters, who I might add are a bit cliche. Eiko, who has superhuman strength and speed, Biko, who is known for building amazing tech, and Siko, 
pretty much the worst of the three, even though she's supposed to be a princess somehow. How she ever became an adult, no one will ever know. As comic and lightweight as Project Echo is, the movie's animated with real conviction. There's a go-for-broke sense for creativity on display in the best scenes from a huge opening space battle to a bizarre conclusion where Echo and Biko fight one another as the city around them descends into anarchy. The low budget in the animator's relative inexperience shows in some scenes, where the quality of the rendering and the movement more closely resembles 80s television than something made for the big screen, but mostly Project Echo still stands up. Koji Ito, who also worked on such things as Megazone 23 and Macross 7, provides the mech designs here, and they're captivating. The alien ships are spiky and full of details, and Biko's assorted robots and power armor are chunky and cool looking. The latter provided some of the film's best laughs as the animators poke fun at the conventions of sci-fi anime. One transforming mech, for example, leaves its pilot hopelessly trapped and unable to reach the controls because Biko hadn't factored the cockpit into her design. Despite these variant products of animation, the cue is solid and is composed by Joey Carbone and Richie Zaito. The cue begins with some intense percussion with some heavy synth beats with the rocking beat continuing and it doesn't skip a beat on that cue. The keyboards are really taking a lot of the heavy lifting here, and it's such an intense piece of music that it borders on a pop synth hit from the 80s. Then the guitar rips into the cue with an immersion of brilliance that even when taken on its own, provides the main echo theme. More of the synth slides through the majority of the cue and really shares the action of this monster of a cue. It brings a light relief in the cue with a varied synth voices and light percussion that makes the piece pop out and say, hey, pay attention. It's wonderful and fantastical. It has a unique beauty for being a film out of Japanese pop culture. So now I'll play the cue, and until next time, keep changing your cue perception.
Thank you for listening to Q Perception. If you want to check out my website, SoundtrackAlley.com, please do so. Also check out my work at CinematicSound.net and enjoy the other programming.